Bold Perceptions. We are back in your ears. My name is George. I've been on a couple podcasts. Probably have heard me. Not sure. But uh, I'm joined by Jake here. And uh, Nick, you're probably used to hearing him the most. He's overseas, getting into trouble. You know, he's uh, doing illegal things. (laughs) Arrest warrants out. (laughs) Just kidding. He's not. But uh, yeah, Jake, you're back in action. What do you got? I'm back. Happy to be here. <clears throat> Excited for this uh, new little adventure that me and you are on without Nick. Yep. We don't like that guy. <laughs> no, we're kidding. But uh, so, yeah, we're talking the Gamma Mindset today. Um, it's our, our most recent book that we've dove into head first. Um, I would actually say it's my favorite book I've ever read. Yeah, it's a mind-blowing book. We had uh, the author, Chris Walton, on a few episodes ago, a couple months ago. Uh, it's a real interesting one that you should check out. But yeah, I would say it's probably the most mind-blowing book I've ever read. Yeah, and uh, it, speaking of mind, it's, uh, it's all about the mind and the brain and uh, kind of more so rewiring your brain. Um, you touched on this before, Jake, but you kind of get programmed when you're younger. You're not really aware of what's going on. Your mom's throwing you into swim lessons. <laughs> you're swimming, whatever. So it's yeah, basically it's uh, reprogramming your subconscious to update your belief system, as Chris likes to call it, and then to align your subconscious um, with your goals in order to manifest them better. And uh, it goes through all the sciences behind that. Uh, it shows different studies of the power of the brain which uh, we'll probably get into a little bit, give you some examples. But just a fascinating book overall. Yeah, and I mean, nobody likes a guy that goes to the movie and you know, tells you the spoilers, so we won't uh, you know, read <laughs> word for word every chapter while you guys snooze off. But um, it's definitely worth listening to. Just because, I mean, my big thing, Jake, I think is, I mean, I understand how powerful the mind is, and you probably had role models or people you look up to telling you, look, man, like you can do anything you want. Like mind is crazy, blah, blah, blah. But the cool thing about this is it explains why with reasoning, science, and just cold, hard facts, which I love. It proves it. And so you may know that the mind is powerful, but the most powerful part of the mind is not your conscious mind. It is the subconscious mind. Um, So for example, if your conscious mind can process 40 bits of information, the subconscious is 40 million bits of information. It says in the book that it's 95 to 95, 95 to 99% of all thoughts, feelings, and actions are governed by the subconscious. Yeah, and that's actually kind of creeping me out because what the hell is my subconscious brain thinking about right now? I mean, I know I'm thinking about <laughs> podcasting and Jake's got a cool yellow sweatshirt on, but I don't know what the hell my subconscious mind's thinking about. So um, uh, it was pretty insightful to, you know, learn some new tools on how to kind of reprogram my subconscious mind, just become more of a uh, aware being on earth, I guess. And then one of the studies, for example, says that your subconscious mind can make a decision or makes the decision almost 10 seconds ahead of your conscious mind they had participants deciding to push button a or button b for example and uh they had they're hooked up to all this like brain equipment and whatnot and it registered uh like a synapsis in the brain shot off like 10 seconds before and so they could scientists could then determine 
you know, which button they're going to press. And so whatever you're deciding you're going to do is probably already determined by your subconscious. So that kind of gets into the question, do we have free will? Yeah, and so speaking of free will, so obviously we've talked about this prior, Jake, but bigger corporations, government, all those people at the very top will refer to as they in this podcast, they kind of impact our subconscious minds in ways we really don't know. And that kind of ties into, you know, this experiment that you wanted to talk about, I know. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, in the 60s, was it? Yeah, so, well, they basically influence your decision-making at the subconscious level. And so... And they is the government, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. And so, thank you for clarifying. Uh, <laughs> so, pretty much, um, back in the 60s, I think it was sometime in that era, they were uh, broadcasting the national anthem on, uh, like... What are the public uh, public channels or whatever, like Channel Two, and PBS uh, <laughs> Kids. Yeah, and so they're airing the national anthem, and you know they had the lyrics on the screen, like "Oh say," all that good stuff. <laughs> and so right before the lyrics would pop up, like for it had to be like a hundredth of a second, they would pop up different text, basically saying like "Trust your government," "Obey," "Do not question us," and all that sort of stuff. And nobody could see it in real time. I saw this on a YouTube video. You can go check it out if you want. And so at that point, they're programming your subconscious to listen to them and only them. Don't really think for yourself. And yeah, and that's crazy. That's, that's crazy, actually, because we, we didn't even know. I mean, we weren't alive then. <laughs> I mean, the, the people... Um, Jimmy the third back then he he couldn't have seen the words but his subconscious did right so yeah and so they're literally programming you to you know only listen to them obey that's the creepiest part is obey don't question us yeah no I uh I don't like that it kind of gives me the the shivers we're kind of in a dark room right now kind (laughs) of getting creeped out but but, uh and so uh and then there's you know there's a ton of other examples you know with like uh besides the government like marketers they prey on subconscious um the one example of that would be this is in the book is during a uh, iron chef episode they mcdonald's uh they're all cooking and everything and then some dude watching it like noticed and it was one thirtieth of a second that uh again text popped up on the screen saying like mcdonald's i'm loving it and mcdonald's actually got in a ton of trouble for that and it's like illegal and whatnot and so, you know, marketers are doing that all the time, preying on the subconscious. That dude definitely read the book, by the way. He, uh, he strengthened his subconscious <laughs> to the point where he could decode that message from McDonald's. <laughs> I'm loving it. Go get a Sprite. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it, it's really interesting. And there's a lot of cool parts of the book. But one of my favorites, I think, is um, the effect of intentions um, in your brain when you kind of can train your conscious and your subconscious to act deliberately in a certain way. Um, I remember the book said something along the lines of thoughts aren't material, so to speak, but they do have a bioelectrical and a biochemical frequency, which can actually, you know, affect the material world. So I thought that was insane. And what was the study for that? What were they, how did they find that out? Oh, that was, uh, are you talking about the German doctor? Yeah. Okay, so that's a little later. I'll get into that a little later. That has to do with the heart being connected to the mind. Okay, my bad. My yeah, bad. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, maybe, uh, are you trying to tell me something, Jake? You're sending, <laughs> you're sending me some vibes? Or? 
But no, I just thought that was insane. And they also went into the fact that, for example, if you're lifting weights, this goes back to intention in your mind affecting matter. They brought up an example where if somebody's doing, you know, a chest press and they're thinking, okay, like this is going to strengthen my pectorals. Like this is going to make me stronger. It's going to make me look like Mike Trout if you're a baseball player. I don't know. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Speaking of German doctors, (laughs) is he he a German? I don't know. (laughs) Slovenian? I don't know. But yeah, no, just overall. So if you focus your intention on your pecs, your pecs will grow. Uh, What about you with focusing on your (laughs) biceps? Clearly that's doing something. Hold on. I said this is a dark room. It's kind of weird, man. (laughs) But uh, no, yeah. And then going to like the post-workout, for example, like if you're eating, you know, high protein food or chicken or whatever that may be, kids cuisine maybe, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) If you're eating that with the intention of, and you're thinking, wow, this is fuel, like this is helping recovery, this is helping build muscle, it can actually affect it materialistically, which I think is... Really Wait, cool. really? Yeah. I, I mean, I read that. I'm going to think that. <laughs> I'm going to keep thinking <laughs> doesn't that. doesn't hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. I mean, I don't want to be eating protein and thinking that I'm a, an old withery dweeb. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd rather think the opposite, but that's just me. And so kind of to go off intention there, uh, the thing that I was, that I mentioned just like a minute ago about the... All right. Kind of bring that up because that goes with intention. Yeah, no, it does. So, as I was saying about this, uh, this German researcher from the seventies, his name is uh, Fritz Albert Pop, with two P's at the end. Um, he was actually able to prove with a little experiment he did um, how strong your intentions can be when you have a you know in certain intention behind it. And in this case, he had two subjects hooked up to you know some powerful articulate heart equipment. And not heart equipment, was it brain equipment? Yeah. Brain equipment measures, you know, statistics that are beyond me. But so the, the sender, we're going to call them the sender and the receiver, the two subjects. The sender was hooked up. The receiver's hooked up. They're in different rooms. And the sender was told to, you know, send loving intentions or a feeling of, I don't know, love, we'll say, to the receiver. And it was crazy what they found because when the sender actually intended to, you know, send these warm feelings the receiver's way, the receiver was able to pick these up and they measured it through, you know, his, his body temperature, um, his heartbeats per second. And it shot up to like, I think, the I don't know what the normal rate is, but I think 15 to 20 beats per minute that it rose. So it clearly, oh, I wow. mean, yeah, I mean, he clearly got the message and it just proves, I mean, your intentions can affect other matter and scientific methods. It's just insane. And so to kind of go off at of that point, um, how your intentions kind of matter and people pick up on it of what you're doing, there's also a 15-foot, at least, they don't know how large it is, electrical magnetic field surrounding you. Yes. And so people can literally feel your vibe. So that's why when you go into a room, you can feel the energy of the individuals in there because there's quite literally a 15-foot extending 360 around you projecting how you're feeling yep yep and i remember i'd said before you can kind of tell when a rain cloud of a person walks in and like your intuition in your heart's telling you god i don't i don't like this guy i don't like this gal like i don't i don't like the vibe the aura that they're they're bringing and um that goes back to the fact that your heart and your brain are hooked up and your intuition is very strong and also you said earlier 10 seconds, your subconscious, like what, 10 seconds ahead of your conscious brain. 
So that can pick up on these radiating thoughts or feelings from whatever negative person's in the room, right? Yeah, so you got to watch who you be around and watch what you really consume. Um, This does meaning like people. It goes back to the point about the media. We always talk about producing versus consuming, and this is why the uh, consuming part can be dangerous because if you're always consuming this type of negative energy and you know uh, not good stuff <laughs> you're you're gonna it's gonna get into your subconscious and you're it's gonna make you a, a more negative person a rain cloud as yep, you like yep, to the say rain cloud, the r cloud and so that's why i would uh, lately i've been addicted to twitter i'm not gonna lie i was just gonna and say so bring the twitter example up you yeah. leave twitter and you're negative and you're grumpy exactly it's because you're reading all this different shit and uh i don't want to get into politics or anything right now but that seems to be a huge part of everybody's day-to-day life now and you know it's absolutely just horrendously negative and it leaves you feeling negative and is it and it does it honestly like does it matter if you really read it i know some people say yeah it does but it just you don't need all that information coming at you every single moment of the day and so what i was going to say is with me being a negative or addicted to twitter right now i'm start trying to set you know um like a time limit i can be on it per day and i think that'll greatly you know influence how i feel throughout the day i know when i'm at work i'll be on twitter quite a bit and i'm in sales and so i'll go on a sales call after reading twitter for 10 15 minutes and right away that call doesn't go well because i'm not i don't have a bunch of positive energy in me i have a bunch of negativity in me and you know i've recently changed my twitter to you know cater to myself so i'm not following all this negative stuff i have a lot of positive stuff in there now and so that does help but it's still dangerous because stuff gets retweeted and all that stuff and so really just watch what you consume watch who you're around because you know you pick up on it and it, it gets into you Yeah, and I wanted to bring this up too, and I kind of thought this about myself before the book, which was pretty stupid of me, but I mean, I'd I'd be like, I'd hear some of this stuff and be like, no, like, I can handle it, like, I can tune this out, like, I know what, like, subliminal messages are coming my way, but like we said, literally, your subconscious, a million times stronger, one million, like, even if that number was 20,000, I'd be like, holy shit, but one million, so... (laughs) You're clearly, you know, you're receiving these messages, you're taking them in, and it affects you, like, in ways that you have no idea it's even affecting you. Yeah, even if you're aware of them, it's still affecting you subconsciously, because your conscious mind, your subconscious mind work on a a different plane, I guess I'll call it. Yeah, and actually, going back to your Twitter account, so I actually, I texted Jake this week, and I was like, you actually, I follow this one kind of motivational account, so what is it, F.A. The Count? Give him a follow. <laughs> Give him a follow. <laughs> F.A. The F.A. Was it, it? Was he call himself a Count Olaf? Was, was he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it was it basically just kind of got my mind thinking. I mean, okay, if I'm on Twitter, sure, so be it. I'll follow my sports accounts. I'm a big Packer fan. I'll follow those guys. But why not also have some positive stuff on there? So I texted Jake. I said, "Hey, shoot me some of those accounts because I mean, I want positive things coming into my my circle." Yeah, and then kind of the one thing to kind of go off of this is that even if you're just scrolling through and you don't think you're reading it, it still gets into your brain and your subconscious. And there's proof of this in the book. They did one study where they had like two different crosswords with a bunch of different words in them. And they flashed them both to contestants. Or they flashed them 
one crossword to one group of people and the other crossword to the other group. And so like one of the crosswords had words, three words in there, fuck, pain, and sex. And the other one had duck, rain, and socks. And so the one that the group that they showed fuck, pain, and sex to, and they would have them write stories afterwards to, you know, I don't know, test what they, what the subconscious does. And so the stories that the group for the group that saw fuck, pain, and sex had more conflict, loss, uncertainty, violence, and used more unple- unpleasant language Jeez. than the group that was shown duck, rain, and socks. And I think, honestly, that might have been one of the most fascinating studies I saw in the book. Yeah, and that's why my phone background's a rubber duck wearing socks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's really, even if, you, like I said, you think you're not reading it, you're just scrolling through Twitter, Facebook, whatever, the news... Your subconscious is picking it up. They only showed it to those people for two seconds. And it was able your subconscious was able to pick it up and it's literally programming you. You're being programmed all the time. So you might as well program yourself with some good stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And then another study. I remember we talked about this, Jake. Um, you probably uh, you explained it to me a little better, but what was that anti aging oh, study? Yeah. So the brain is powerful enough to reverse aging. Right? Yeah, to reverse aging. So they sent a group of people to like a home that was set in the 70s. Like everything resembled the 70s when they were young. It was an older group. So it was when they, they 70s when, when they were young. And so they sent them to that house, we'll call it. Retreat. Yeah. <laughs> and they sent a different group to a modern day retreat. And, uh, they were there for like two weeks and they can only do stuff that was, you know, set in that time period. So the 70s group did stuff that was going on in the 70s. I think they had different even like news articles in there that were from the 70s. Basically, the whole entire setting was the 70s. And they reported back afterwards. And the group that was at the 70s uh, retreat was looked younger. They were more active. They um, were healthier. There's a bunch of different things. And so your subconscious mind is literally powerful enough to reverse aging. And that kind of plays on the placebo effect, which is also big in the book. Um, there's a couple oh, right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so they had two – no, they had one patient. And this wasn't even a study. This is just what this they This is observed. real. This is real. So there was an old man with a very – bad disease he was you know he was cancer struggling yep cancer struggling dying and uh that was a little grim i'm sorry about that (laughs) but i mean it's the real it's real um so the doctors gave him a medicine an antibiotic whatever it was that was thought to be you know this new super drug this could be the cure all to cancer like this is gonna be it man take this and you're gonna be riding off into the sunset and he took it and miraculously he started absolutely feeling great. Um, symptoms, you know, scientifically proving were going down. He was getting better. And then the next day he came in and they informed him that this actually wasn't real. Like No, they informed him that it actually wasn't. It was a bust. The drug did not work. Okay. Okay. So the doctors believed it too. Yeah. Everybody so believed it. At first, everybody believed that it was, you know, a working drug. Like they found the cure. And then they found out that it didn't. It wasn't a cure for it. And so then the doctor had an idea of, hey, we'll tell him that. We, and this is uh, after his reported, after he found that out. He Yeah, so after he, yeah, after he found out his symptoms came back. And then the doctor had the idea that we'll tell him that we found out the problem with the drug and give it back to him. 
and um so it was like the new super one that they improved and so they gave it to him and once again symptoms were gone and he was healthy and i'm not entirely sure what happened after that but i know he stayed healthy for a while and then he i think he might have found out i don't know you have to read the book but basically it says it proves how strong the placebo effect is and the reason it's so strong is because that is your mind doing that your mind is literally telling yourself you're healthy and so it that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Your beliefs become your reality, right? Yeah. So, and that kind of segues into something. We've actually done a podcast on affirmations. This is something that me and you can both personally, you know, give a testimonial to, but the whole point behind affirmations is to, you know, rewire your subconscious, right? And ultimately change your reality. So, for example, an affirmation, pull a sentence up that you may not even believe about yourself but start writing it down 15 times a day, 30 times, whatever, how many times you want to do it until your hand cramps. But the point is, it's getting into your subconscious. It starts trickling down to your everyday life, and you start gravitating towards that, that sentence. So, for example, I have one, as silly as this may sound, but I write down every morning and then that lunch break or so, I am a well-oiled machine. Take that how you want to take it. <laughs> <laughs> But I like it, and lately, honestly, I can see correlations in you know my work life, personal life, relationships, uh, whatever, in the gym, whatever it may be. But, I mean, Jake, you have some crazy stories with affirmations, too, and the book touches on that. And- yeah, so uh, I started affirmations, uh, actually, thanks to Nick. Nick really, he sent me a Scott Adams article, and it was after I had just gotten sober from drugs. I was a drug addict for a couple years. Had no hope, no belief in myself. Future was dim. Life was just dim. Listen uh, to that podcast too. Jake goes on about that on a pod. And it's, yeah, it's there's wild. an addiction one. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, what does it hurt to start doing affirmations? And so when I started them, I wrote like, I am happy, I'm confident, all this stuff that I didn't believe 15 times a day. And after a few weeks, you know, I didn't even wasn't even consciously aware until I, you know, sat down and like really thought about and looked around and like noticed how much happier I was, how much better life was going. And, and it just kept progressing and progressing. And I would now say I'm at like the best point I've ever been at in my life ever. And so I would honestly say affirmations change my life. And it's not even just the rewiring of your brain that they do. I honestly think this is just me, that there's some weird voodoo mystical uh, powers behind the affirmations. I, I, don't take it from me. Try it yourself. Um, I've read and heard about from a couple of friends the craziest stuff that happens with them. And so I really do think that they have some weird powers to them to like, you know, manifest. Cause I believe that, you know, your mind creates your reality. And if you're telling yourself something 15 times a day, at least, yeah, at least you're writing it and saying it, it, it's going to happen. It's going to, you know, manifest itself into your life. And I'll just tell you one crazy example. So I have a buddy that is in med school. Yep, and, and so he, what you have to score like crazy high to you know be even considered for these colleges and so he wrote down i am going to get i think it was like a 190 or something he gave an exact number and sure enough three months later he got that exact number 
Is that how was that? That's just absolutely crazy. I honestly, I, I've never heard of an affirmation not working in the long run. In all honesty, yeah. And so you don't have to believe me. You don't have to believe George. You don't have to believe the stories. You know. But what does it hurt to try? Just try it. If there's ever somebody at a down spot, I know I have a couple people in my life that you know I've been feeling down lately. It happens that I just I tell them the first thing to do is do affirmations. Whether you believe them or not at first, it's weird things just start to happen. Doorways start opening. One doorway opens, it leads to 10 more, and that leads to 100 more, and so forth. And so it honestly, what, what does it hurt to try? I know Nick speaks about him a ton on this as well. Yeah, and at the very least, like we said, I mean, it's bringing a positive message into your life. Like, I mean, you don't want it'd be the exact opposite effect if you were writing down, you know, I am unlucky. Well, that kind of goes to prove back to your rain cloud that yes. the people that think they're unlucky and that life is bad always seem life sucks. I'm a victim. Like, I'm a victim. That's it's the worst. Huge one. victim mentality these days. But it seems that their life is actually significantly worse. I think it's because they're manifesting it. Yes, and if you're sitting here thinking, "Oh man, like positive people kind of piss me off," like I'd rather sulk with my buddy in the basement playing call of duty eating doritos well while it's, it's easier misery to loves do. company yeah yeah misery loves company watch who you hang out with but it, it's when you're thinking like that it's gonna happen and it's e- like i just said it's easier to be negative compared to being positive it's easier to be the victim and blame everybody else and take responsibility for yourself and i would i would know i was there you know a year ago blaming everybody for my problems and it feels a whole hell of a lot better to take responsibility and take your life and your take life in control of your own hands. It's the most freeing, most inspirational thing you can do. And again, what is what's the downside of it? I mean, you're not gonna what what's gonna happen? Seriously, if you decide to put positive things <laughs> on a piece of paper, you're not gonna get <laughs> struck down by lightning. Unless you say I'm gonna get struck down by lightning, I'm unlucky. Maybe it happens. But, I mean, it's just there's no it's it's a, it's a win win to me. Um, but okay, we got a few minutes left, Jake. Um, is there any last topics you want to touch on from the book? I mean, again, we don't want to give too much away because, I mean, yeah. seriously, I've, I read the book. There was several times where I got chills up and down my body, and I was thinking, oh, my God, like this is the best book I've ever read. But <laughs> if you want to share a little bit more, now is probably the time. Um, I mean, I don't have any too, too many more specific examples. I'll kind of let everybody you know, read it for themselves, which they should have the book in their hands soon. We, I'm pretty sure, like 99.9% sure we're doing a giveaway, so stay tuned for that. But I would just say my biggest takeaway from the book is, oh, I know what I want to talk about. Sorry. Yes, the nice. very, very, very like last few chapters about reprogramming your subconscious because he literally gives to techniques. So all yeah. of this stuff that we've been saying – about you got to do this, you got to do that. He does give techniques for it. There are examples in the book. And I tried a couple of the techniques a few nights ago. And I got to say, man, they're, they're fucking crazy. Oh, I like got a warm feeling all over myself. McDonald's, and, I'm loving it. <laughs> I got a warm feeling all over myself. And I've noticed when I've been you know doing different activities that I did the reprogramming for, I'm doing it more confidently. I'm looser, and it's the book is just crazy. It's man. crazy. No, you'll start seeing weird coincidences, and then they start piling up. They start piling up, and you're like, "Dude, like, why didn't I read this ten years ago? Fifteen years ago?" I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's. I would like to hear one of you guys read it and then come back and say, "Screw you guys, like, I'm in a worse place." <laughs> Dead serious. I will love it. I'll, I'll I don't even know what I'll, I'll send you a gift to make you feel better. But seriously, 
And so, yeah, and you kind of touched on these weird coincidences keep happening, and that's the synchronicity. And I've heard from, you know, different places that when you experience synchronicity or these coincidences, that means, you know, you're on the right track. And I've been, uh, I know I personally have been experiencing them lately. I think, George, you told me a couple that you have. And so, like George said, it doesn't hurt. Um, Just, it's all about reprogramming your subconscious because you were, your subconscious was programmed when you were like four to 12. And so you got to update, Chris always says you got to update your belief system. Yeah. And then actually one last thing that just reminded me. So the book went over genes. I mean, you know, literal DNA. That's crazy. So it determines physical characteristics, right? I mean, you're not gonna, (laughs) you're not going to be born one race and then think yourself (laughs) into another. I mean, that's a touchy subject these days, but it, 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 genes can determine, you know, a physical characteristic, but they don't directly determine psychological traits. So this goes back to not being a victim. Don't play the victim. Like you can change your life. You can change your your mental makeup. You can change your attitude. You, you can change your physical change makeup. yourself. Yeah, you can change your physical makeup. Yeah. So it, it said something about how 99% of your body, your cells replace themselves within yeah, like so a year or two. And your DNA is part of that. And so start telling yourself you're beautiful and you'll become That's beautiful. That's not a joke, by the way. Yeah. That's not <laughs> no. a joke. And so it was, it's just an amazing book. I guess my favorite last line of it is, when your subconscious and your conscious mind are in harmony, synchronicity occur, and aligning your subconscious mind with your conscious goals dramatically increases your ability to manifest. And we all want to manifest that perfect life for ourselves that we've always envisioned. And so this gives you the tools to do it. So why not take advantage of them and create that perfect life of yours? Yep, 100%. That sounded like a freaking ad for the book straight out <laughs> of the author's mouth. But no, I 100% agree. And uh, like we said, giveaway is probably coming soon. The author, Chris, was cool enough to help us with that. And um, He's a great guy. Great guy. I have the book because of him, so... I'm going to have to hop on Twitter, avoid negative things, and DM him. Thank you, Chris, <laughs> for changing my life. But all right, that's a wrap. Um, bold Perceptions. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. What else we got? Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Yeah, all the streaming services, SoundCloud. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Give us listens. We want your feedback, so let us know. Our Instagram DMs are always open. Um, so, like I said, please let us know. And... Uh, I think, well, I know you guys will be hearing a lot more of George and myself together. And so I know I really look forward to that. And I hope you guys will enjoy us. And so, um, yeah, like you said, hopefully the book's in your hands soon. Yep, 100%. So see you guys soon. See your earbuds soon. And uh, again, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Bold Perceptions, baby. Love you guys.